I am very enamored and impressed by the way you present yourself on Instagram. <laughs> it's silly, but like I think about it a lot. <laughs> I met my friend Anna when we both moved to Charlottesville in 2017. We have often said that if we knew each other in middle school, we'd have been best friends. From what I can tell, we lived pretty similar experiences and occupied pretty similar roles socially, and our identities have been defined to this day by the music we discovered on our Kate Nash, Regina Spector, Ingrid Michelson Pandora stations in 2009. We have very common essences as people, similar interests, similar senses of humor, similar anxieties, so sometimes when I spot a distinct difference between us, I'm like, huh. How did she develop that quality that I struggle with? Why is she so good at dealing with this thing that I get really stuck on? And this one seems really trivial, but I often prescribe to it a lot of deeper meaning about how both of our brains work. And that would be the way I see Anna hold herself on Instagram. I don't mean like everything she posts is perfect and edited and curated to portray some facsimile of an idyllic, envious life. Like, I don't know, at the end of the year, she shared a ranked series of photos she took over the last months to prove to herself that she'd unplugged her space heater after leaving work that day. I thought that showed such a sweet level of vulnerability, just enough, not too much, sharing a piece of her anxiety and welcoming her friends to laugh along with her, like we often do to make ourselves feel better about the irrational things we do. I just think she consistently comes off as extremely down-to-earth and genuine just by sharing candid bits about her life and things she's interested in. There's a tangible warmth to it. It properly simulates what it's like to be friends with her. Another thing Anna does that feels to me like such an honest offer of conviviality is her TikTok roundup. A few times a week, she takes a bunch of TikToks that she's seen, ones she really connected with or that really tickled her, she saves them to her phone, and then she shares them on her Instagram story. And this might be conjuring any range of reactions in you right now, but I implore you to listen to the place and function it takes in her life and contemplate the innocence of such innocuous sharing. First of all, thank you so much for your very kind words. As I've said on my Instagram story before, I do it all for my team. I do it all for my crew. I do it all for my fans. Would be nothing without the encouragement of people such as yourself in my DMs. And I know it. not quite everyone is as enamored. My own boyfriend has said, I'm very sorry, I can't watch them all. And I said, it's not for everyone. I mean, I don't watch them all. Like, I don't watch all the TikToks, <laughs> but it, I see them and I'm like, I just love that she does this. It feels like a public service. It was definitely a pandemic innovation. Fall of 2020, late fall of 2020, I caved and I got a TikTok. I said, all of the fear mongering around Chinese data surveillance be damned. Um, this is where all of the comedy is, um, which is worth it for me. So I got a TikTok and then I was like, I would really like to be talking about this with more people but not a lot of people are on TikTok. So I started sharing them on Instagram as kind of like, hey, here's what's going on over at TikTok since a lot of you don't have them, which was feedback that I received that people were like, thank you, now I don't have to get a TikTok. And that's really when it started to feel like harm reduction and care work um, was like, if I can keep more people off of TikTok <laughs> and also chat and like laugh with my friends, uh, my real life friends on my private Instagram, like this is, I'm not trying to influence beyond people I know in real life, then it, it seems like fun. I did not invent the TikTok Roundup <laughs> format. It was introduced to me by Amina Tussauds. She is the co-writer of the book Big Friendship and co-host of the longtime podcast Call Your Girlfriend. And her TikTok Roundups are like literally side-splitting, peer pants, um, and also the person who gave me permission, you know, internally 
to post an Instagram story where the little rectangles that like show how many tiles are like dots because there are so many. But I, I think aside from the TikToks, I just also think you post a lot of very candid little bits about your life in a way that is something I wish I felt more free to do because when I ever have the thought of something I want to share, I am plagued by this voice that is like, who cares? Like, nobody cares. Like, why would you do this? Like, nobody cares. Do you have that voice? Oh, 100% all the time. And I think at some points it's just like, I can't shut up as a person. And so that instinct outweighs, I think, the self-critic every once in a while. But no, I am definitely a person who goes back and like hides Instagram posts from my grid that I cringe at later. Or I've deleted a story here and there before after I put it up and been like, nope, too much. I try not to trauma dump on my Instagram story. (laughs) I don't think I do super um, heavy ones super often. It feels like a back and forth more now because you know, I have a a tight core of people who really enjoy the Instagram story. So I almost think of it as like, I'm speaking to those people. And then if, you know, other people who watch my story see it, that's fine. I think I just, uh, I enjoy it more than it makes me nervous. How do you override that voice that says who gives a shit and just like do it? Because that's where I get caught up in an anxiety loop that just eventually is like, well, then I'm just not going to do anything at all ever. For better or for worse, my anxiety voice often comes after I've posted it. We can talk more about the phenomenon of people who go back and watch their own stories, Mm -hmm. uh, which I definitely do. I also do. (laughs) But sometimes, and this is like, we're truly getting into my psyche now. If I can see that like the viewer count has dropped off a lot, I'm like, oh, maybe that didn't sit well with people. And then I'll maybe rethink it. Do you feel like you fear the judgment of strangers more than people that you know personally? Oh, 1000%, which is why I have a private Instagram and a lurker TikTok that has never featured my face. I feel like I'm the reverse of that. Like I fear the judgment of people who I know intimately way more than the judgment of strangers. I think that's why I I have such a hard time sharing. I know that the audience of people that I'm propelling something out to is like the all like every everyone I know personally. But if I've never met this person, I don't care what they think or like what they see. I'm very blessed to have a strong network of friends and family in my life who are not confrontational. And I think I understand kind of their limits and they understand mine. So I feel pretty secure in saying whatever I want to say. I mean, what are they going to do? They don't pay my bills. And I don't know say it to my face. (laughs) So no one has. There have been a couple times where on TikTok, I do comment a lot and I've gotten some snarky, nasty replies from randos sometimes on things that are like very unserious. I have been come after by Swifties. I did have a girl try to tell me that because I don't want to play video games with my boyfriend, he's in an abusive relationship and he should leave. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And those are the things that like truly it'll like create a pit in my stomach and I'll think about it for days, even though it's so stupid. So that's why, again, my Instagram remains private and I'll never show my face on TikTok. I'm so afraid of strangers. My friend, Remy, who you have met? I have, yes. She was dressed as Fleabag at a Halloween party and we bonded. She, pretty much every time I see her, mentions how much she loves following you on Instagram (laughs) and like loves the minor dialogue that you have on Instagram. Well, not to share too much about my deep relationship with Remy, but we (laughs) are the only people who can talk to each other about the swell season, aka the couple of musicians who made ones. Very important to both of us. Well, that's the kind of like random thing where I'm like, from doing this, 
I know who I should go to and send things to about different topics. Remy's who I'm going to talk to about the swell season. This gal that I used to work with at my first corporate job, who I maybe talked to four times in real life, um, but we followed each other on Instagram. I literally tagged her one time in my story as like a CC on a Twilight thing because I know she like loves Twilight in that perfect ironic internet humor kind of way. And I think she was flattered and also like, well, why the hell did you tag me in that? But I, I love it because now I have like a Rolodex of who is my touch point for random pop cultural connections. And that makes me feel very warm and fuzzy inside. Not to sound like I'm trying to say that like my TikTok stories are transformational or are saving <laughs> the world, but I think it's also a platform where like, because it leads with humor and lightheartedness and is basically an invitation to conversation. I've actually like reconnected or kept up with a lot of people in my life who it would have been harder to bridge that, oh, we haven't talked in years gap. Like it's been so helpful moving to DC. I think I've reconnected with three or four different people from random points in my life who've moved back here. And it's very easy to like slide in the DMs when you've been DMing about TikToks. I had a friend from high school who really I hadn't talked to in quite a long time, but they had like something very tragic happen in their personal life recently. And I think even though that was obviously a tone shift, like we weren't joking about things anymore, like I felt much more comfortable to chat with them about it and check in with them. And I don't know, feel like I had a little bit of like an entryway into a more personal friendship there because we chat about TikToks also. <laughs> Where do you fall on the spectrum of like social media is poison and social media connects us all? I don't think either of those two things are perfectly true, sure. but which one do you feel informs your perspective more? Well, I've always looked at social media through the lens of comedy or at least in the last like part of my adult life I have. So like, I don't know, maybe when I was in middle school and using it as my live journal, um, like express my feelings or like, talk to my crushes or those things, like maybe I would have had a different answer, but now it's just a place where I can lull and get lulls. And for that reason, I'm not super negative about it, but I also think it's because I've grown up in the digital age and like cultivated good boundaries with it. And there were some interesting times during the pandemic where I was like, okay, I need to freaking get off of my phone <laughs> and um, like try and reconnect somehow with people in the real world or like, do something different or think of something different. I definitely think it can be used as a crutch in times when like there's not a lot of balance in people's lives. But that's the thing I love about the little routine I've gotten in with my Instagram story and like sharing TikToks is like, I do it when I think about it. I do it when it feels fun. And then I take however many weeks off. Uh, I don't owe anyone a TikTok roundup. Nobody's knocking down my door for one. I mean, they, I do get a lot, you know, when I've taken some time off, I do get a lot of DMs. They like, thank God you're back. But I don't do it for that. I only partially do it for that. It really like makes me laugh to be talking about this with any degree of seriousness. <laughs> I think also because it is on a private Instagram. So it's like just something stupid I do for people I know and with people I know. But it has been like an interesting little phenomenon in my life. And I probably would have stopped doing it much earlier if I hadn't actually gotten people saying like, I love these, I really look forward to these, I always make time to watch these, because that made me feel like I was doing something to brighten people's day, um, which is so cheesy, but, but it's true. do it for my team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this has been week three of 2023 and Me, a mini podcast where I make an audio piece of give or take 10 minutes every week this year. 